0: Broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. It's 887 WLUW Chicago Sound Alliance. Director of Public Relations. 4290 is available only at the station everywhere. In other there's no other. Thrilled to be here. The Bulls are going back on the court tonight. They have a preseason game against the Houston Rockets tonight at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Chicago. I'm excited to finally watch NBA basketball, and I hope you are too. Welcome in, everybody, on the YouTube channel. I'm Nick Schultz from WUW Sunday Sports Shootout and the Off the Inbound blog. So excited for tonight. Like, it's not an opening night excitement because these games don't matter. It's preseason. But it's nice to have NBA basketball back on TV, and especially the Chicago Bulls. After everything that's gone on this offseason with the sweeping changes, the last dance, we're finally going to see them back on the court. I just can't believe it's been 275 days since they were last out there. And I want to say that's about the time the world shut down, essentially. That was when I was in my media law class. That went from 7 to 9.30 at Loyola. And between 7 and 9.30, the NBA, the NHL, everything shut down in that two and a half hours. It was the craziest class of my life but we've made it. It's December. There's basketball on TV tonight. And I can honestly say I've never watched a preseason basketball game. Don't know why. I've just never really been into preseason outside of baseball because baseball is my sport. Probably always will be. And I love spring training, but I've never watched preseason basketball. That will change tonight. And I think it has something to do with... The changing of the guard with the Bulls actually has a lot to do with the changing of the guard with the Bulls, especially since Jim Boylan is not on the sideline anymore. Now that Billy Donovan's on that sideline, I think this team is a playoff team. I think they were last year, too. They just didn't have a, the proper coach. But now with Billy Donovan in charge, this is a playoff team. And that's my bold prediction. I'm excited for tonight. I'm excited to see what this lineup can do, especially now that they have an actual system. In play, I've heard a lot of talk about this this week with uh, media week and everything with the Bulls when they're talking to the media. outside. Of, usually they have like a media day. Like last year when I worked at my internship at NBC Sports Chicago and had to log media day and all I heard about was we're planning to be a playoff team. We're a playoff team. We're preparing as if we're going to make the playoffs. And then they go and perform like they did and didn't make the playoffs or it didn't, didn't even make the bubble. That says enough about what was wrong with the Bulls. So now with Billy Donovan in charge, there's a system. And I've heard him talk about a 9-10 to man rotation, which at that point, I just, I was so happy. Because Jim Boylan loved to play a 12-deep rotation. And I did not want to see Cristiano Felicio on that floor at all. It's crazy that he's the longest tenured bowl, by the way. He's been on the team the longest. It's Cristiano Felicio. Just food for thought. And... I did a little digging before I started this podcast. And I looked into what Billy Donovan is calling a drop, pick, and roll system. And I wish I had some kind of basketball clipboard like the coaches have where I could demonstrate what this is. But basically, it's to avoid switches on the defense. So the player will set the pick, the ball handler will go around, and it seems like the defenders will go to the ball handler, leaving that one guy open and that'll facilitate more offensive play, which I think is really good. And I know Thaddeus Young was talking about how this is going to be huge for this team this year because they're going to have that system to work with, and they've got the pieces that can work with that. I look at Lowry Marketing. I look at Wendell Carter. I'm not looking at Otto Porter. I'll get to that in a second. But it's not just chucking up threes. And that's one thing that Jim had when he was head coach. He went from his first year was very defensive-minded. He was always defensive-minded. We knew that when he benched Zach Levine out of nowhere. But he was very defensive-focused his first year after taking over for Fred Hoiberg. But once he took over full, or I guess he was already over full-time, but that second year when it was his first full year, it turned into, we got to shoot more threes. got to shoot more threes. And it was just a total whiplash, I feel like. It was a total change. And... Now, the system is a drop, pick, and roll system, which facilitates more offense. They're not going to be more worried about chucking up threes than they are about anything else. They're going to play their game. And that's where I think the addition of Billy Donovan is huge for this team. Outside of just the simple fact that he was successful at Florida, at Oklahoma City, I want to say he had five different rosters in five years and made the playoffs, including the bubble this year. I really, really like him as head coach. And I said it from the get-go. He was not my top choice for Bulls head coach because I didn't think they had a shot at him. I did not expect Arturis Karnaschovas to be the first one to call him and to go to his door and want to talk to him in person. I just didn't expect that. So now that he's coach and it was kind of a surprise when it was announced, I'm really excited. And that's why I'm going to watch my first preseason Bulls game tonight just to see what they have to offer. I want to see how different this roster looks. I want to see a competent offense. And I want to see Patrick Williams. Because I've had a lot of questions. Like today, just this morning, I went to get my hair cut. I got a nice nice fresh cut today. And the barber in my hometown of Dwight, Illinois is also the varsity basketball coach. (laughs) Gotta love small town life. The varsity high school basketball coach is the town barber. And Jeremy's awesome. And we always end up talking ball and he was asking okay, what do I need to know about this kid? I know nothing about him outside of he came off the bench at Florida State. Well, and I talked to Chuck Swirsky about this a couple weeks back. Feel free to check out that interview on the Sunday Sports Shootout podcasts. Leonard Hamilton's rotation at Florida State didn't have anything to do with starting. He had, very similar to what John Calipari had at Kentucky, he had five solid guys who could start, he had five solid guys who could come off the bench. It didn't matter if he played... At the beginning of the game to start, if you came in off the bench, you played starter minutes. And Patrick Williams played starter minutes. Yeah, the numbers weren't off the charts. I think it wasn't even 10 points per game. But he's long. He's athletic. He's mature. I think he's going to fit into the system. That's what Chuck was saying, too. He's listened to the press conferences. And since we talked, he's, fine. he's talked to Patrick Williams. And everything I'm seeing, I have not seen a bad word about him. He's 19 years old. I want to say he just turned 19. And... I think he's a little rough around the edges, but that's any rookie. I think he's going to fit in just fine. He's not starting tonight. That's nothing to panic about. I really and truly think if Jim Boylan was the coach, I would not be this excited about Patrick Williams. But with Billy Donovan there and the track record of development, plus with Maurice Cheeks on the bench and the new player development staff the Bulls have formed, I think the ceiling is the sky's the limit. And I'm excited for what he has to bring. And I, we get our first look at him tonight. Again, 7 o'clock on NBC Sports Chicago. And I have another bold prediction I want to make. This is something I've been saying on the air the last few weeks, but I've been really thinking about it, and there was a quote from Billy Donovan that'll help back this up. Lowry Markkinen's going to have a big year this year. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to take a huge leap forward this year. Why do I say that? Well, here's a quote from Billy Donovan that I read on NBCSportsChicago.com from my guy Rob Schaefer, who was on the show a while back. And Billy Donovan said, quote, what I do not want from him being Lowry to be from watching film is what I would say a one-dimensional catch-and-shoot forward. I think those guys become too easy to guard. That was music to my ears. I was so happy when I read that because that's what I've been saying. Jim did not know how to use Lowry. He kept wanting to crash the boards more and then just be catch and shoot. That's not what Lowry is. And Billy Donovan went on to say he wants Lowry to drive to the basket, draw those fouls, and be more than one-dimensional. I love it. And I think Lowry's going to thrive in this system. I think he's due for a big year. It'd be one thing if when Lowry played for Fred Hoiberg, he didn't do very well. Like If, if he didn't do well under Fred, I wouldn't be saying this. Lowry was great under Fred. People were talking about Rising Star. Watch out for Lowry Markkinen. And then under Jim Boylan, he totally regressed. It's because Jim didn't know how to use him. And I think Billy Donovan will know how to use him properly. And Lowry will have a big year. I'm not sure if I'm ready to predict All-Star. I mean, you could say All-Star if you want when you define big year. I'm saying he's going to look like a completely different player. We're going to see a whole new Lowry Markkinen. And I think it's going to be a huge step up. Another one who could take a big leap is Wendell Carter. Because that's, this is where Billy Donovan's pick and roll system will fit in really well, is Wendell Carter. Because Wendell is a true big man. You watch, he's working on the threes. I know there's video of him shooting threes in practice, which is great to see. I love that he's working on threes. Because that's where the game's going. As much, okay. I'm not a fan of the modern day NBA. I'm not a fan of everybody needs to shoot threes. Everybody should shoot threes. That's I've missed the days of the true big man down low even in the 90s with Dennis Rodman. I want to see Dennis Rodman shoot a three. If you can find a highlight of Dennis Rodman making a three, show me, please. But I really don't think it exists. But I digress. Wendell's a true big man. He's working on a shot. But the drop, pick, and roll system, he'll set those picks and he'll drop. And it's going to really make him more versatile as a player. It's going to allow him to do more. And it's going to be really good to see. And again, I have not seen this offense in person. I've, I've only seen a couple of clips of teams doing this offense. When I was trying to read up to you, like, what, what is a drop, pick, and roll system? I have no idea. And from what I've seen, it's going to be a really good system for this Bulls team. And Wendell Carter and Lowry Markinan are going to thrive under it. And I think you're going to see that tonight. But it's not all... Great, this roster is not fixed. I want to make that perfectly clear. This roster is not perfect. They still need a point guard. Billy Donovan has been quoted saying Kobe White is going to be the point guard for a while. Okay, maybe it's a coaching thing. Again, I really think a lot of the Bulls issues go back to coaching. If you've listened to my show the last two years, year and a half, whatever, I was not a Jim Boylan fan. I still say a lot of the issues are coaching. So, having a guy like Billy Donovan come in, maybe Kobe White could develop into a good point guard. Maybe the system could be a positionless system, which is also kind of where the NBA is going, is a positionless system. Maybe he'll thrive. He's a shoot-first point guard then. I'm not sure he's the answer, and I really think Otto Porter needs to stay healthy if Kobe White's going to stay at the point guard, because if you take Otto Porter out of there, I'm not sure I'm ready to start Patrick Williams in the three spot. Maybe Billy Donovan knows more than I do, but I'm not ready to say that yet. But maybe Kobe is the answer. Maybe all this is for nothing. If he's not the answer, they might have issues just getting that offense going. Maybe Tomas Sadoransky can jump in and be off the bench as a true point guard because you don't want... I don't want Kobe caught off the bench. I know last year I said the one thing I agreed with Jim Boylan on was bringing Kobe White off the bench. Kobe proved he needs to start. So Tomas Sadoransky can come off the bench and be the true point guard, and maybe Kobe can sit down for a while or Zach can sit down for a while and watch the game unfold and then jump back in. There's a bunch of different combinations there. But that's the biggest need for the Bulls right now is a true point guard. Unless Kobe White can do his thing and prove everybody wrong, including me. It can happen. I think Kobe White's going to have another big year this year as well. I really think this whole team is due for a big year. And I'll say it again. This is a playoff team. And I'm not talking about the play-in tournament because the playoff format's different. I'm talking a playoff team in the East. I'm doing my thing the other day, just surfing around FanDuel DraftKings, checking out the odds, and I see the way they have it set up is for the play-in tournament, for the Bulls to make the play-in tournament, or to make the playoffs, which is different. To make the playoffs, DraftKings had the Bulls at a plus 300. I think they were plus 300 on DraftKings, plus 270 on FanDuel. That's probably changed in the last couple days. That's not to make the play-in, which I think is 7 through 10 seeds. I'm talking 6 seed or higher. Or to get out of the play-in tournament and make the playoffs. Either one. I really think this team can make the playoffs. They're not going to go far, but they can do it. The Eastern Conference isn't great compared to the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference is bad. I mean, yet yeah, you've got Milwaukee. Brooklyn's on the come up. The Eastern Conference isn't great. And that's why this team last year should have been a playoff team. You kept hearing about it on media day about, oh, we're preparing like a playoff team. We're a playoff team. And then mid-year, you're they're worried about development than making the playoffs. That's the issue with the Bulls, and that's why now you've got Arturis Karnashovas, who I love, Mark Eversley, who I love, and Billy Donovan. You won't hear a bad word about Billy Donovan. With those three, this is a playoff roster. Not a very good playoff roster, but they'll make the playoffs solely because they're in the East. If they were in the Western Conference, no way. There is no way this team makes the playoffs in the Western Conference. But they're in the East, and I really and truly think They can do it. I'm not sure they'll get over 500. But if you look last year, the 8th seed wasn't over 500. I want to say that was the Washington Wizards where under 500 made the playoffs. Well, would have made the playoffs before the bubble and then the playoff arrangement. I'm talking the 1 through 8 playoff seeds. I'm not sure if they're going to do a bubble again this year or not, but I just have to keep referring to the bubble last year. But either way, what I'm saying is I'm excited for tonight just because we get to watch a competent Bulls team again. And I want to see this system. Just It's so interesting to me. As a basketball junkie, I've watched a lot of basketball the last four years, covering college basketball in the Missouri Valley. And even now I'm watching all of the Illinois schools. The Ohio Valley with Eastern Illinois, Big Ten with Illinois and Northwestern. Obviously still the Missouri Valley. I'm all about the X's and O's anymore. And I want to see how the X's and O's fit in this system. And especially that the drop pick and rule, I've only heard that a couple times in that context, like referred to as the drop pick and rule. You know the pick and roll. Go back and watch Stockton and Malone highlights from the 90s. That's the pick and roll, which is standard. But the drop pick and rule is interesting to me. And I want to see how it translates to the three-point shooting. Because I, God, Boylan went so over the top with the three-point shooting last year. And now I feel like they're going to have more mid-range opportunities with this. I still don't think the mid-range is dead. Contrary to what the rest of basketball thinks, I don't think the mid-range is dead necessarily. I think there is room for a mid-range jumper. And I think, look, at Zach Levine, I mean, Zach can shoot it from three, but he's good for mid-range as well. Maybe there's more opportunities there. But I'm going from never watching a preseason game to being outrageously excited about a preseason basketball game tonight. And it's because of all the changes. It's not because of the roster, because I still don't think the roster is great. They got a lot of young, good pieces, but the roster isn't great, even though I'm a big Kobe White fan. I think you're watching a playoff-caliber Bulls team this year. I could be way off. I, they could miss the playoffs by five games, six games, ten games, whatever. I could be way off. But I sit here right now, and I'm telling you, this is a playoff team. I'm really high on the Chicago Bulls. And the fact that I'm saying this, I have been so critical of the Bulls the last couple of years. Under Fred, under Jim, I've been very critical. I think it's the breath of fresh air with our tourists and Mark and Billy coming in. I think that's helping my optimism a little bit. I could be too high on the Bulls. If I am, call me out on it. We can discuss it. I love talking ball. But I'm not backing down. The Bulls are making the playoffs this year. Not just the play-in tournament, they're going to make the playoffs. Because I think everyone's going to develop right. And one other piece that we're not going to see tonight, just before I wrap up. Garrett Temples recovering from COVID-19. So he's still in protocol, getting some negative tests, doing some cardiovascular tests. We're not going to see him tonight. He's another special piece to this team because he's going to be a leader. He's not going to put up big numbers. That's just not who he is. That's not why they brought him in. But he's going to be a good piece for this team. And another really good piece that we keep kind of glossing over, and Chuck Swirsky mentioned it in in my interview with him, Devon Dotson, the kid from Kansas, the undrafted free agent, Watch out for him. He wasn't supposed to go undrafted. I've, I've read, it was Rob at NBC Sports. He did a great story talking to Devon Dotson's dad. The family thought he was going to be late first round, early second round. He ended up going undrafted. And he was Naismith Award winner at Kansas. He, I want to say he was All-American. This kid's going to be something too. I think he's going to be taking a similar route to Fred Van Vliet in that go undrafted and then become a stud in the NBA. He's going to be playing tonight. He's on a two-way deal. Let's see what he can do. 7 o'clock tip-off tonight on NBC Sports Chicago. Adam Amin and Stacey King on the call. Adam Amin taking over for Neil Funk, who retired after last year, even though he didn't get the proper send-off because of COVID. I think Adam's going to do great work with Stacey King this year. And I'll be tweeting along with the game. I hope to interact with you on Twitter. And until next time, uh, subscribe to the podcast, the Sunday Sports Shootout on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to be doing two to three videos a week. is kind of what I'm planning, depending on the news week. And I'm really excited about this. So I got a lot of good feedback from the Bears video, which I was really angry about. Go back and watch that. And until next time, thanks for listening and watching. I will see you Sunday on WLUW 88.7 FM.